You're tuning in to Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debate about scenes from the show. We're just three millennials flying our way through the galaxy through the eyes of the clones, Jedi, and bounty hunters. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are... Spectre Radio. With respect, our one hope for success relies on the secrecy of his return. Captain, spoilers are my stock in trade. Thank you, Captain Pelion and Moth Gideon for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains spoilers and adult content. Our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way, you'll never be lost. Somewhere below is where an ancient podcast once stood. And that ancient podcast is Spectre Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Ancient, so God. Ancient. I mean, we've been recording for two plus years, so I guess that's... That's totally not a toddler. It's totally ancient. <laughs> well, and I, in podcast terms and podcast years, podcast I don't know what's years, the, what's the uh, what's the ratio over here. Podcast, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, or longest one that keeps going. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back, everybody. We are talking Mandalorian season three, episode seven. So before we jump in, we had a, a last minute, very last minute personnel change. Andrew could not join us tonight, but. As always, Mr. Adam has stepped in to take his place. I know him. <laughs> Pleasure to be back, you guys, and and twice in the same season. It's a, I might, yeah, yeah he, he could, that you guys can rely on me. Yes, we're we we're too. thankful that I gave you two hours notice <laughs> to watch the episode and take notes. So Andrew was like, "I'm going back to bed. Figure it out." And I was like, "Quiet, text Adam. <laughs> See if oh, do it." I frantically called my wife because I needed her permission to watch the episode without her. Yes, we needed her forgiveness. Thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, if you listen. I would say thank you, but yeah, I know she doesn't listen. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, let's kick it off with this episode's recap. Alyssa, take it away. Chapter 23, The Spies. We are back on Adam's favorite planet, Coruscant, with Eliakane. Coruscant! With Eliakane sending a transmission via an Imperial probe droid. Moff Gideon has finally returned, and he's not alone. He is joined by a hologram Imperial Shadow Council that meets to plan to extinguish the Mandalorians once and for all. Meanwhile, On Navarro, Grogu is now the pilot of the newly remade and renamed IG-12. We see Bo-Katan return with her fleet and tow as they plan to retake Mandalore, while the tension grows between the two factions. Upon arriving on Mandalore, they encounter pirate-like Mandalorian, ancient beasts, and ultimately dark troopers led by Moff Gideon. Moff reveals his cloning DNA mixing plot to make the perfect dark trooper, captures Din Djarin, and orders him to be debriefed. 
The other Mandalorians fight the remaining troopers, while Bo-Katan plots their escape by carving an exit with the Darksaber. Unfortunately, Paz Vizsla sacrifices so the rest of the team can escape and is ultimately killed by the Praetorian Guard. Thank you for that recap, Alyssa. We are going to jump straight into instant, instant reactions, reactions, actions, actions, actions. <laughs> but before we do that, there is a lot that has happened since the last podcast. I know it was just a week ago. But over the weekend, we had Star Wars Celebration, and it was... This was an emotional and just overload, Star Wars overload week. And it all, what, all, <laughs> all kicked off with the, the dropping of the Ahsoka trailer? Or should I say Star Wars Rebels Part 2? Live action. <laughs> Star Wars Rebels live action. Yep. Could you imagine being in that hall or room when they dropped the trailer? Just the amount of energy and excitement... Freaking and out, that, screaming, oh my gosh. crying, throwing up. I was freaking out. I randomly scrolled throughout the day and I'm like, this is 12 minutes old. How did I not already hear about this? And <laughs> desperately watching, yeah. desperately texting y'all going, I don't care what you're doing. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch I was it, like, it. oh my God, why it's going to be so mad that, that he was texted this information because <laughs> he's all like protecting himself from Thrawn's identity. He doesn't want to know, doesn't want to know. It's all right. I mean, I've... I've come to, I, I've come to accept it. I'm just I'm just thankful that we it's confirmed. It's not just a theory. And you know, we have the same voice actor that did him in Rebels also doing him live action as yeah, well. Lars, so yeah. we're we're still gonna get that that voice behind it. Uh, I know I am I am yeah. thrilled that this this trailer is probably my favorite Star Wars trailer we've seen so far. Really? Yes. Wow. That's a bold claim. <laughs> well, I mean, a look, look at the name of our podcast. Obviously, I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, obviously, we we gravitate towards you know the the Spectre crew and the whole Rebels, yeah, the whole Rebels Legion. But the fact that we got, you know, we've we've heard rumors, uh, not rumors, but we've heard oh, confirmations yeah. of right. like the actors and who's playing who, and I can't wait to see it through. I <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. I think for me, it was like kind of confusing because or like almost like when Bo-Katan got the Darksaber last episode, maybe not confusing, but almost like anticlimactic because we knew the trailer was coming because they've been teasing it and everything, which is great. But at the same time, it's like. We got the back of Thrawn's head only to find out the next day that Lars was going to be Thrawn. So I was kind of like. Uh, and I get that they wanted to save something special, certain aspects of the trailer that they used for the people in person at Celebration only got to see that. And we've only seen the TikTok clips that Adam sent us of people in the room recording it on their phones. Um, so for me, it was kind of like, I get why it's released at the time of day it's released because it's afternoon in the UK and it's morning for us in the US where they're waiting for some of this stuff for later. But it's also like, why why would you reveal who is portraying him in the trailer for those folks and then not us? And then just kind of, oh, yeah, he's at a panel. He's going to do it. It just felt kind of a little anticlimactic to me because they've been making such a rumbling and a fuss of everything else. And like all these other announcements, I don't know, felt more 
dramatic and special and exciting. And this one, I was kind of like, okay, that confirmed our suspicions. Like, that's cool. That's awesome. But the fact that it happened the way that it did, it's not a disservice to all the other fans, but it kind of like, you know, in a way makes you want to be in the room for the next one. So, you know, let's all go to Japan in 2025. Like, let's just make that happen. Is that where it is next? Yeah. It's not going to be. I got told no. Oh, (laughs) boo. Family trip. But yeah, I mean, Alex and I both talked about wanting to go to Japan. I always have wanted to go so I can go to the Disney parks over there and like Universal over there and stuff. And I love Japanese food. It's one of my favorite things to eat. Um, and Japanese culture has always been very interesting. My best friend in third grade was Japanese. So I learned a lot about the culture from her, but, um, you know, that's a very big commitment to travel all that way. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that would be great to, for us to go in 2025, but it's like, (laughs) I'd like to get a job first and start rebuilding my emergency (laughs) fund and get married and pay for my wedding. And then, you know, kind of from there, talk about what what's going to happen. But who knows? We might have a youngling by that time and not be able to go to Japan for a whole week. But. All right. All right. All right. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> so I was listening to the last year, uh, the last episode for me all this afternoon. And I was making a turn. I was focusing more on the road. And I heard something that started with a buh and shower and i went no 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 rewind that i could have it was a baby shower so no, that, no baby over oh, here not yet not yet no no well, that just no means baby. you guys can take a delayed honeymoon and go to celebration i mean that's kind of a good point maybe that'll be our honeymoon because we're right now we're not planning to do one we're already doing a destination wedding and then we're just probably going to stay around puerto rico after the wedding's over and like just oh darn mini just... moon there <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's worse places to be, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, that's never what I've envisioned, I guess, for my honeymoon. And I, I always thought maybe Japan would be on the table. So we'll see if Alex's job and life will be conductive to go to Japan with me. That's so much hope you have for that. So much hope. There's so much up in the air, which is exciting and scary and fun all at the same time. So. I don't know. I'd like to go to Japan. I think it'd be great. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see the rest of the cast and how they play out. The trailer was definitely really interesting. And the actress who plays Hera, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, did you guys know she's married to Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan? Because of that- my incessant scrolling on the internet, I found that out. But I did, not, <laughs> I did not know it at the time. <laughs> I just found this out and I was like, oh my God. But they recently got married last year. I was about to say, that's his second wife, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. But that's I'm like, dope. Obi-Wan's that's... married to Hera? That's so weird. I'm not I sure if Kanan would be pissed or just happy. Well, Kanan's, <laughs> spoiler alert, Kanan's gone. So... <laughs> But yeah, the other thing I said to Alex, we actually restarted Rebels. So we are currently rewatching because I was like, it's I a perfect re- time to, to, to start That's it over again. That's what I said. I was like, I want to rewatch it leading up to August. And he was like, well, there's a lot of seasons. And I was like, yeah, but the episodes are short. Like they, there's only four seasons. Yeah. yeah. And they're like 20 minute episodes, really pretty much. Right. They go pretty fast. So we're already like halfway through season one, I think, because he wanted to keep going. He was like all about it. And I was like, 
it was late at night. I was like, I don't want to fall asleep. Like I want to, I want to actually rewatch them <laughs> and I'm not be scrolling on thing. my phone. Yeah. Are you? Well, so yeah, this is how I get my wife into introduced into the cartoon I know. version of Star Wars. So she That's hasn't the thing, seen them. Though. And, and I'm sure you can relate to that. And I don't know about you, Wyatt, or if you ever watch this with Laura, if she's trying to follow at all, because like when I no no, he's shaking. <laughs> not at all. Not at but all. But when I rewatch this, like I, I've watched the episode three times today, which is probably a personal record. And then I usually will watch it a few days or a week later with my dad. So I just watched the three most recent episodes with my dad uh, two days ago, we got together and finally he binged to catch up. And it's like, I have to pause. And like in this episode, I was like, oh my God, it's a Melu run. Like they just keep kind of pointing. There's all these little Easter eggs. And like, I rewatched it this afternoon. I went to my friend's house um, who's getting married to like do a craft for her wedding. I'm a bridesmaid in her wedding. And she was like, I want to watch it because I was talking about it. And I was like, OK, <laughs> like this is the third time I've watched it today. Like, All right. And I'm like actively quoting it. I'm like the Mandalorians and like it's the Mandalorians like every time. They Mando. Say, Mando. Yeah, I'm like quoting it and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. But it's like I'm pausing the episode and being like, OK, so this is why this is important, because in Rebels, blah, 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 blah. And. I was doing that with my dad the other night and I think I was on the fourth or fifth time I paused the episode and I was like, before I begin my next deep dive, is this annoying you? Like, do you want me to stop explaining? He's like, no, your enthusiasm is contagious. Like, I want to know this. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's a Melu run and that's the, here's why it's interesting (laughs) or like whatever. So yeah, it's kind of hard watching it with someone who doesn't understand all of the Easter eggs from rebels. And I feel like for me personally, even with me and Alex rewatching it, I'm like, Oh yeah. I feel like they're going to bring this up in Ahsoka or like, Oh yeah. I see how they pointed at that in the trailer. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely very, very excited for Ahsoka. I think it'll be a great. What do you, series. what do you think about the timing of them dropping this right before this Mando episode? It was obviously planned. Um, well, yeah, I think, part of it right because we get the second ever live action name drop of thrawn in this episode he was only mentioned in season two when ahsoka brought it up and now we had him mentioned twice in this episode in the same scene albeit but yeah i just i don't i know like we'll get into predictions later but i don't think we're gonna get him here quite yet in this part of the mandoverse i think they're gonna save it for ahsoka Personally, that's that's my thought. There's so much to cover in that last episode. A lot mm-hmm. of loose ends to tie up and a lot of plots to leave hanging as well. So I think it was in, uh, completely intentional that they did it because they knew it was coming. Right. The name drop. So mm-hmm. with that, well, I, we may skip over what we have three movies announced one. Uh, oh, my God. I, so our excited. favorite Dave Filoni, who's going to wrap up all the live action stuff. Yeah. And by oh the way. Can we just appreciate that I predicted predicted that? Yes, you did. <laughs> well, in Filoni, we trust. Correct. So that Dave. needs to be a shirt or a bumper sticker or something. It probably is. Alyssa, make it. Filoni shout, for out, shout out to Dave. You know, we know you're listening. We appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I know you got your invitation to my wedding, too, that I sent over to you. <laughs> uh, With the chopper stamp on it. <laughs> All righty. So instant reactions. We, you know, we covered the weekend. 
what is oh <laughs> not saying oh so i i got done with this episode it's now about 8 45 i was done about two hours ago with this episode finally finished it <laughs> so it's very instant for you your reaction i have wanted i have never wanted to run to my phone and, and go to you guys and go ah! <laughs> oh my what, god what gift did you send this morning uh, uh i gotta look it at it because patrick Starr's head exploding yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was like damn it Wyatt! i just opened my eyes it's 7 a.m let me get my unemployed ass out of bed and brush my teeth first <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's pretty much been our reaction to almost every one of these episodes I know. so how is that possible and like i know this is very bold of me and i've probably already said this a few times this season on our podcast but like this i feel personally like is gonna go down as one of the best seasons of television of all time like it is just so hit well after executed hit after hit. hit after hit the hits keep on coming it's not perfect there are tons of plot holes there are tons of issues but it wouldn't I be star wars find, if there wasn't i mean that's fair i still find so much to be excited about and satisfied by that. It's just like, oh my God, I could eat this meal for every freaking meal the rest of my life. Let's just keep it coming. So yeah, I think this episode was fantastic. Oh yeah. So Bo getting her fleet back, heading back to Navarro and the tension oh my between, God. you know, the old covert, and the way and that played group. out too oh my god it was so childish but <laughs> it really is childish isn't it and i'm like here's me getting on my soapbox uh, wouldn't it be a toxic masculine thing to get pissed about a game of chess like <laughs> no your knight can't do this or blah 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 and i'm like really this is how we're gonna fight this it's not like you, you stepped on my my toe it's like <laughs> I don't know. Just you talked about it. Not that there's ever a good reason to start fighting, but <laughs> thousand percent. It's, it's totally a it's a battle of egos. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And see. Um so I, together the I had I did it one question. It bugs yeah. me. How Let's much go. paint does it take? to draw a mythosaur on the bottom. Oh my of the God, cruiser. such a good question. And it's on the bottom, it's not on the top. So you can only see it from the planet surface. That's a great question. That's, I mean, how big is a light cruiser like that? That's very large. They are pretty massive, but. Um, <laughs> that's, moving. A lot, that's, a, that's a lot of paint. <laughs> let's see, moving on. Let's see, I just so much of where to, where to go from here. Going back to Mandalore. Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting. By the way, in the beginning, did you guys know that's where Moff Gideon was? I I clocked that immediately. I turned to Alex and I was like, he's on Mandalore. And he's like, how do you know that? I said, look at the stone. Look at the rock. And he's like, I don't know. And then it wasn't until the end that it was like, ha -ha, he was on Mandalore. I and they had an imperial it. base, just like I said. <laughs> And it, it makes sense because of why all those ties and bombers were there. Yep. It makes perfect sense. And the fact they're, that they're hanging there in that hangar, just like bats. Like bats. Yes. Oh, that dead. was so cool. And totally makes sense of why they bombed the hell out of Mandalore in the first place. Get everyone else out of there. Oh, we're going to go take it for ourselves. And, yep. you know, 
start basically our own forge and so, explains where the where Mando got the ingots. Uh, where well, the Empire got mm. the ingots to pay Mando yep. back in you know season one. That's a and, good point, Adam. And it, it explains how man how um, Gideon got a Beskar suit as well. Yep, from he's getting all the Beskar for his dark troopers. Yep, right. Um, I did have a I have a kind of a question statement. Kind of, I actually wrote notes this time for this episode just because it was so My so powerful. So long for this episode. Yeah. Um, in the very beginning, when Gideon is, you know, face force timing, whatever with uh, <laughs> force timing, yes, we're um, getting back from Raylo when they were force timing. <laughs> why, why was Gideon so surprised that the Mandalorians aided Grief Karga on Navarro? Why do you think he was like Mandalorians? What? I think he's he was literally more on Mandalore. I think he was more surprised that they were working together. He was like. He was surprised because Alaya had said, oh, well, that's not going to pan out because they're enemies together. It's going to be fine. And the Republic's new Republic's not going to intervene because they haven't signed the treaty. So it's Gucci, man. Don't don't even sweat it, my G. Just move on with your life. My bro, just keep chilling. And then all of a sudden, I thought you took care of it. And she was like, ah, about that. Well, they they make reference to it in the episode of how Mandalore could have been the greatest ever if Mandalore stopped fighting Mandalore. Yeah, sure. it's it's, a, it's it's its own civil war. I on turned the to Alex and I was like, "Message, <laughs> there's the message." Um, I'll go through my list. I think, in my opinion, this was the most cinematic episode we've had yet. Yeah, that was that's a fair assessment. That explosion we got, I was like, "Holy sh." Yeah, and so that that on. whatever creature that was that came out of the the, the, old the, the, the dino surface. thing, yeah. I was I the only one that thought Mythosaur? I, of course, no, that's the first thing I went to. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what everybody thought. <laughs> I'm okay. sitting here. Oh God, here here goes both. Here's her chance. Ride the myth of Mythosaur, yeah. girl. Yeah, get it, girl. Get it. But it was just <laughs> another extremely large creature on on a planet. That's what it was. Just um, you know, space Australia all over. Again. It's fine. <laughs> I absolutely loved Gideon owning his role and owning his keep within Yo, the Empire. He was he dropped some bombs. Literally dropped some bombs. He was dunking on everybody in that meeting. He was like no holes barred, just ripping everybody a new one, saying, nah, man, I don't know about this wrong guy. Y'all keep saying he's coming back. I'm just like, can we move past that? Can we go to the next thing? Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's coming. I don't think he's invited to the party and he ain't here. <laughs> and Moff got exactly what he was asking for. He got the bombers. He got the ties just because he he didn't throw Thrawn under the bus. He's like, well, my guy's not here, so we're going with my plan. Yeah, so. and I don't – it seems like canonically that they have not met because he's like, you keep saying this guy's going to come back, and I don't believe it. And I don't think canonically we've ever seen them together. No, um, not not in any of the books so or anything like that. No, that'll be interesting when that happens in potentially Ahsoka. Yeah, I mean, when in the trailer, I'm just going to go back to the trailer for a quick second. When they said that the heir to the Empire, that is obviously referring directly to Thrawn, even yep. from the books. Yep. Um, and it's cool thinking back to the book. I, I none of you two have read or started. Over. I started one okay. of them and then it was the wrong one and I stopped and I haven't gotten the other ones. So a cool, <laughs> a cool kind of, so like, um, 
Thrawn did missions with with Anakin. Thrawn also did missions with Vader. Mm. Did he know that was the same person? I don't know, mm. but it's known that this this person has worked with. That's cool. With this guy, and you 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 see how wonderfully that blends throughout the books, for yeah. if and when you continue reading it. There's no way Thrawn didn't know. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah, he I mean, he is that meticulous. Obi Wan didn't know, know that Vader was Anakin. I think he uh, Anakin for dead. Right. I think, and, and Andrew's probably going to correct me on this when, when when once he listens. But I believe that in the books, Thrawn was like screaming. Thrawn when was talking to Vader was like, "I know you from somewhere," and kind of started going down that path. Mm-hmm. But then they got sidetracked and genocide of the whole not know uh, me from anywhere genocide of whole planet <laughs> <laughs> but continuing on um probe droids are freaking huge yeah they're right. a lot larger than at least in the in in the video games they're very small because cal Kestis ends up using the force to bring them in and kind of chop them down but uh, maybe in and um the empire strikes back i know they're pretty large in that when they're on hoth but they're pretty Pretty scary. Um, the Shadow Council. Is this the first mention of this? I feel like, at least for the Mandalorian, I think it is. But I think in canon, I don't know. We need, made, we're missing our research and development <laughs> corner. Well, they made right. light of it in the episode of how they are so, if they do anything coordinated, they would give themselves away. So they're purposely right. trying to act in so independent, disorganized, right? So independent warlords help hide like, their identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got um, Daddy Hux. How do we feel about that? <laughs> Me and Alex at first were like, "Wait, is that him or is his dad?" And then we're doing the timeline math, which is always such a mind fuck with Star Wars. Of like, where are we in the timeline? What's going on? Who is this person? How are they related to everybody else? But. Does that we make General that. Hux a Nepo baby? I was just going to say, he's a Nepo baby, 100%. And you see how bad his dad is and like probably why he was treated badly as a kid. I'm like, it all makes sense. Everything makes sense. Even his turn to the good side. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the the one line from uh, Gideon, you know, and this was kind of our, uh, um, Adam said it earlier, but secrets are my stock and trade. I just uh-huh. love that he's like, "Yep, that's mine. I'm keeping that. You, you suckers can't can't have that." And um, the guy who played Commandant Hux is the brother of the actor who played General Hux in the movie. So many connections. I'm, it was I'm great. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. Was it me Nepo or was casting? It, <laughs> yeah. Was it me or was this the longest intro before the title? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. Ask Adam. So Adam like, first, and then I'll respond. <laughs> so I honestly I completely, I, I honestly completely like when because when the whole Shadow Council scene is going down, once Moff says his signature line, then it cuts to the Mandalorian <laughs> oh, the spies. The Empire, right? Um, I completely forgot that we hadn't even got there yet. I'm like, oh, That's crap! So we're we're five minutes in, and now we're getting the intro slide. <laughs> Upon first watch, I agree. Upon watching it two other times today, no. Okay. <laughs> I feel like the first time I watched the episode, it's in slow motion. And you're just like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? 
what's going to happen next? And then I rewatch it and I start quoting it and I know exactly where we're going next. So yeah, the first time maybe, but the next couple of times I was like, no, this was so quick. <laughs> yeah. So I only had three more things. I kind of just want to hit on and then we can move on. Uh, IG 12. I want one. <laughs> no. You want a corpse of a droid? No. I want, I want, no. it, it brought me back to, <laughs> um, <laughs> It brought me back to um, um, Avatar when they're in those the walking suits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. That's it, yes. 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 <laughs> um, bad baby, no squeezy. That was amazing. <laughs> I want it on a shirt immediately. I, I, I don't like those little characters, but damn, that was funny. They're so cute. How do you not like them? And then oh, not a Babu fan. Uh oh. Uh oh, Alyssa's about to throw some fists. I'm just gonna cry, not gonna fight. I'm gonna cry. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then, lastly, so in the beginning of us talking about this season, I mentioned that they don't show the title until after you've passed the title Uh in the episode. I noticed on this one it said the description, but no title. Yeah. Do you remember what this, what the, what it said in there? It said survivors come out of hiding yes that's what it was i was like uh, did you immediately think we're about to get some specter crew flashbacks no no i I just was like we're going to mandalore oh my gosh with the drop of the ahsoka trailer i'm like we're about to get a a rebels character about to kind of flash in and out well i did think another rebels character again but i just am holding out that hondo is going to show up but there's too many pirates and pirate ship looking things so well, it's not unlike Disney to drop something and then have it be immediately in the next episode. But what we got force healing and Mando season what, one. Right. And then, and then it was in episode nine. Yeah, yep. exactly. So it's, it's so, not unlike them. When I, when I saw this, so I saw I was originally just going to I just woke up. I was originally just going to watch it on my phone and be done with it. But when I saw that description, I'm like, nope, AirPods on setting up my iPad so I can. Yeah, the full Properly experience. View. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but either way, I was I was still very very impressed with this episode. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, the title was "The Spies." So my whole thing recently, of course, has been like the double meanings of the title. So I'm like, "Spies" is plural. I don't know if I've identified who the spies are. Is that I think you the have. council? Is that the council? Because no. we have Alaya, who's obviously a double a agent, but that's one. Is the armor the other one? I think your theory is coming true. I really it's do. And I- starting Saving to look that for like predictions. it. Saving yeah, it. Yeah, we'll for come back for that. But that was cool to see her kind of finally come into the light as a double agent. Um. I've already said quite a few of my instant reactions, but uh, Project Necromancer, I was waiting for Wyatt to have an issue with that name. <laughs> Why? Because the definition of necromancing, do you know? No. The art or practice of calling up the spirits of the dead for magical purposes. Oh, but obviously they're using, that's the <laughs> that's what they're using to get Palpatine back. Right, mm-hmm. and that's how we accidentally, I think, get Snoke. So yeah, I was Accidentally get <laughs> Snoke? Snoke, yeah, I feel like that was them trying to create Palpatine, and they ended up creating Snoke before. Snoke's an accident. Yeah. Is so. <laughs> did you see the man's face? 
Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Is this an Alyssa theory? Was this something that you found no, online? No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's something I found online. I I don't know enough to have a full-fledged uh, opinion on this. I'm just saying, based on what I saw from him, and then also I have a shooting-off theory from this, that Eyeball Guy is a clone gone wrong. After seeing all of this on the planet, on Mandalore, in the hallway, we saw Moff Gideon walk by three tanks and there were three bodies floating in there. And we heard him admit he's been creating all these clones, right? He's mm-hmm. mixing all this DNA, whatever, to make the perfect super soldier, like we predicted. Um, and I'm just like, what the hell is this mutant eyeball thing? It's got to be an accident of cloning. It just feels well, like it's they are be. back on Mandalore. So. Right. If Grogu is a knight, does that mean IG-12 is his noble steed? Or <laughs> yes, <laughs> is that just my thought process on Donkey. that? <laughs> Donkey! Um, here's my issue. Grogu's too young to operate heavy machinery, but old enough to be given a lightsaber. Um, He's 50. Training darts. Uh, you know, go fly into an active fucking war zone. Yeah, I'm bringing Grogu with me. No, he can't operate the the robot. He can't operate IG-12. He can't operate the droid. But yeah, let's, you know, let's bring him into an active war zone. And then you got to keep up, kid. And, you know, you got to be safe. And like, yeah. Um, It it was was not talking, but yet, oh, yeah, I'm going to go operate the robot. Right. It was it was a very much Ratatouille moment. I loved that. That was great. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we got yes. more Grogu scenes, which was another prediction of mine because we haven't really gotten a lot in the last two episodes. Thought we were getting Hondo. Obviously, that didn't happen. I thought we were maybe even getting a flashback to uh, Night of a Thousand Tears when yeah. we got in the jump point and the one Mandalorian just kind of, you know, blank stare in the bucket off in the distance saying, I was here when it happened. And we were getting all that loud noise and we're kind of zooming in, panning slowly. And I was like, oh, are they going to do it? Are they giving us a flashback? And then, of course, we got nothing. But I thought that was interesting. Um, what about well, the ship? They're, they're like land speeder pirate ship. How awesome was that? Yeah, that was Alex and I just watched Nope. For the first time, finally, last night, that alien UFO movie, um, it was like a horror movie by Jordan Peele. And the way that uh, the sail looks, it kind of looks like the UFO at one point in the movie. So I just had that on the brain. I I turned to Alex and I was like, oh, my God, it's the UFO from the movie. (laughs) Like the way the fabric was flapping looked very similar. It was kind of weird, kind of spooky. So, yeah, that ship was really neat. Um, Very pirate like intentional again. Um, Bo-Katan, I feel like the season, her emotions and like her thought process of stuff being a leader is very much all over the point. It's very volatile because she has had everything at one point and has been on the top and has seen everything crumble and melt away. So I think it's very interesting to see from her perspective, uh, the imposter syndrome that she's having, especially in this episode saying, I don't know if I can keep everybody together. All I have is the dark saber. And you're like, what do you mean, my G? That is like the most important thing for one faction that makes you their leader, you know. But I think what's interesting about imposter syndrome, what I read about it recently is 
only successful people get imposter syndrome. <laughs> it's like only people who have experienced being on the top and have success feel imposter syndrome when they're not getting that same level that they've had previously. And I feel like, you know, maybe women probably experience it more. So I'm like, girl, you just need to ride on the mythosaur and then you're going to be just fine. Like you're going to be okay. Um, then of course we get to the Mandalorians being separated, Grogu being behind this, this, um, shield, whatever, right. This armed armored door. Blast door. Um, yeah, this blast door. And then Mando is being attacked by the dark troopers. Why did Grogu not use the force? He's been told that he can use it. Mm. He was, Why you know, he's Bo done blast it. out the dark saber sooner. I, I know have IG hold it and him <laughs> kind of fling it around. But yeah, the fact that his dad got kidnapped and he didn't even try to do any kind of force wielding. I don't know. That just didn't sit right with me. Like the force can't move through a door or something like that. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Obviously the dark troopers are made out of Beskar, which ties up the plot hole of like, the best car at the scene of the crime right there. The ones that broke Moff Gideon out. Um, and then Bo-Katan says, you know, to Paz Vizsla, I'm not going to leave you, but was okay with Din being kidnapped. There was, she didn't take the dark saber through the door. Uh, the, I don't know. It was just kind of like, yeah, we're not leaving anyone behind, but that guy's already kidnapped um, and they're going to wipe his brain. So like, it's cool. So I was like, dang, that was kind of crazy. I also had said, like, who's going to die this season? And we got a Mandalorian that was killed in this episode. Quote, unquote, finally. Not that I was hoping for it to happen, but. Rest in peace to my boy, Han. Yeah, RIP John Favreau's character. Um, very, very sad there, for sure. With that, we need to move things along and talk about our predictions. Um, oh, boy. One to go. One, two, go. One left. I have so many questions. Like, I feel like this episode made it very obvious that no one is asking the important questions this season. Which are Nobody what? is going to the armor and being like, hey, oh. remember that one time when you said Mandalore was boo-boo? Like, we're all here now and everything's cool. So, like, was that just a legend you were following? Like, where were you getting this information? Like she's the leader, right? So it's not like somebody needs to go straight to her and point the finger and be like, you're a liar. But when something happens to be not true, wouldn't we go to our leader or our parent and like kind of question it and be like, hey, mom, remember when you said the tooth fairy was real? Well, my friend at school told me that is not real. What's up? What's up with that? Like, you don't accuse your mom of lying, but you're kind of like, what's up with that? Like, what do you mean? So also, like, where are the reptavians? Those flying birds. <laughs> like, we saw the Good point. The animal Good point. on the spit. They were on the and spit. I was just like, that's not them, because the head of that animal was differently shaped, right? But I was like, if the covert got up and left, what happened to those birds? Did we sell them off somewhere? Did we There's drop them at Hagrid's? Like... Does Pelimoto have them? Like, where's that? Um, where's Boba Fett? Replace the pit droids with yeah. the giant birds. We're getting all the Mandalorians saying, I'm going to step up. I'm going to step up. Why are we calling on Boba Fett? Where's he at? Where's his team? I don't know. He's in the Baptist tank somewhere. I know, but like that was a long time ago. We had a lot of shit happen this season. He's got to be healed up by now. So, yeah, I don't know. I just 
I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions and nobody is, I just, I feel like the way that that mission went down, you can see in a kind way, I'm going to say how the Jedi sometimes can work smarter, not harder than the Mandalorians. The Mandalorians do pretty well with the strategy most of the time, but when it came to this and they got ambushed, like, why didn't we, why didn't he tell Grogu to use the force? Why didn't we use all of the tools in our tool belt at our disposal? And we just kind of accepted our fate and we're not asking these questions and we're not like, holy shit, there's an Imperial base on our home planet. And that shit didn't come up there overnight. Like homeboy's been there for a while making shit happen. So how did that come to be? How did we not know this was right under our nose? Um, so yeah, I think they're as gonna... if there was somebody telling a Mandalore was poisoned, right? And and, and, and Moff Gideon there. admitted that that he was the one spanning the flames. You of just the room. bridged so much theory right there. Or maybe there was a spy purposely telling them not to go back. I think the armor is in on it. Yeah, the, and the fact that she was like, "I'll volunteer to take the sick people back." And not that in the throws same some red flags. Same place at the Go same time. Report the positions with the Mandalorians. Of the ships. Yes. And the fact that Moff Gideon said, I need bombers. And I was like, why do you need bombers? Like, there's nothing left on Mandalore to be bombed, right? Like, you following me? So, on the surface, the fuck, yeah. What the fuck are you bombing? And then for her to go, I'm taking all the injured people back. And I was like, red flag, Hunger Games coming back. We're going to kill all the sick people. We're going to kill all the injured people. Because we're going to kill all the helpers that are helping them. Yeah. So I think we're getting Mando's mind wiped. I think we're getting some blowing up shit in the sky. I think we're potentially using a dead Paz Vizsla's DNA to build even buffer, beefier, dark troopers. I don't know, man. This is some fucked up shit. This DNA mixing. (laughs) We're getting some real weird stuff. And also, can I just say for a moment? The distinction and question I have about the word choice that we got from Moff Gideon about the DNA mixing. He said, I want to take the best qualities from all of the, you know, characters at my disposal. So he said, you know, I'm taking the best of the Jedi. I'm taking the best of the cloners and I'm taking the best of the Mandalorians. He didn't say clones. He said cloners. And then he said, What's the best part of these dark troopers is that I'm in the suit. Is he just talking about himself wearing the armor or did he use his DNA because he's the cloner or is there a like, is he using, I don't know. Is it his brain? Like there's like so much there because I'm like, why would you say clones? The clones DNA is Django Fett, Boba Fett, the same as a Mandalorian. He's a foundling. Din Djarin's a foundling. That's essentially the same DNA, right? They're, they have different strengths as Mandalorians, as characters, sure. But what would be the purpose of using two Mandalorians and a Jedi? You're diluting, right, the Force-sensitive property if you're using two to one. So are you saying the, the brains and the wits and the strategy of the cloners and then the brute force of a Mandalorian and the force sensitivity of a Jedi. Like, what is the thought process here? It's just very interesting to me that he said cloners. And again, I always watch with my closed captioning. So he said cloners. I don't know. Just my thought there. And then my last 
prediction and thought is if uh, IG 12 can say yes or no at one point, can we not use that to kind of facilitate the same kind of translation that C3PO does? I'm fluent in two, 2.6 billion forms of communication, um, right? If he's fluent in all these forms of communication, and yeah, I butchered the quote, then could he not somehow through the force communicate with this droid and the droid translate what he's saying? I don't know. Just thought, Would the are we yes going to hear no be kind of like a yeah, binary just, language? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it's like you have nonverbal kids who use the, the iPad to talk. And like, he's kind of like that at this point, right? He's a 50 year old who's nonverbal, but it's like, we can't add so many, but we can only add so many buttons. And like on TikTok, I don't know if you've seen like all the dogs that use the buttons to talk mm-hmm. to their owners and stuff, <laughs> right? Like Grogu is a cat. He's not a dog, but still Come on, like, Grogu, use your words. Like, <laughs> you know, he jumped on the table and started eating the snacks out of the bowl. He's a cat. He's not a dog, but it's just like, I feel like that's leading up to, I don't think it's going to happen in the next episode, but I feel like that's kind of opening the door to the method in which Grogu might communicate. If it's going to take him a long time language wise to develop, to speak. Um, But next episode, I have no idea what we're getting. I don't think they're going to successfully wipe Mando's memory. And if they do, that is going to be a sad season four, trying to reunite Mando and Grogu. And Oh God, no, I just, I don't, I don't see that happening. I hope they're unsuccessful. I hope he kills everyone in that room. The end. <laughs> I think I think that was one of my predictions going into either season two or or this season was that Grogu and Mando were going to be separated and he was going to spend the entire season trying to get him back. Right. Yeah, I think that was most of season two. I think I think we're past that at least. Um but it's a different type of separation. Like they can, oh, for sure. it's kind of like the hunger games again, when it's like they took PETA and they re-engineered his brain to be against Katniss and they put them back together. And that was such a mind F for, for Pete, for um, Katniss and like destroyed her spirit to have to like retell that person she loves who she is and why she's important to them. So yeah, that's just, I don't know how that's going to play out. That's going to be a lot. I mean, Every ever since Alyssa, you dropped the whole name of this show, The Mandalorian, how it's possibly not about Dinjarin, it's about Grogu becoming and Mandalorian. Now they're thinking it. I've heard online and read things that support it might just it might even be about Bo-Katan being the Mandalorian, being rebirthed back into it. Yeah, yeah. It has that has me contemplating my re- my predictions. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm I'm lost for where it could go. I know where I want it to go, but my predictions have always been completely out of left field, and then the ball goes to right field. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not a. I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible and just kind of back off a little bit on this one. Obviously, we're gonna get some type of lightsaber duel, I believe, between Bo and Moth. I think Moth's gonna come out with a red blade somehow. I thought that was interesting that he was like, give me the dark saber. He immediately knew that she had it because uh, Din Djarin didn't have it. That's the only mm-hmm. reason he knew that she had it. I just had dots connected in my head. So you said, why you said red lightsaber. We got the Ahsoka trailer. Who are these red lightsaber people there? 
could they possibly be from the cloners using a little little grogu dna to to make you know four sense well, because remember they never were successful getting his dna so i don't know what, what jedi dna they used or what they have i don't right? know they never got they never got his dna that one was a far stretch for me but yeah i foresee gideon kind of turning on the rest of his little secret council he's oh, yeah. he's he's mm-hmm. commanding them he was shitting on going, all of them to their face so like oh, the that's blatant, not a far stretch at all the blatant talking down of them you know with just saying their rank he's like yeah captain yeah and he's like who the hell are you talking to i'm bitch i'm a moth yeah but, <laughs> bitch i'm a moth <laughs> um I think he wants to take what's left of the Imperial remnant and go pretty much reestablish himself as the leader, you know, the new emperor where I don't think he wants to go down the path to re you know, getting Palpatine back that Mm -hmm. version of clones. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big point of conflict. Yeah. I'm calling Thrawn next episode. So uh, what you think we're gonna get Thrawn? Thrawn's gonna come back and go. No, this was the plan. We're getting the Emperor back. Shut up, off. Mm. And you think he's just gonna squash him right there? Mm-hmm. So uh, unless yeah, I, and you, I think Moff Gideon would bend the knee to him for sure. Bend the fucking knee, um, <laughs> Alyssa. So Night you just summer. That's what I thought about the Dark Troopers. <laughs> Night sub summer. I'm like these these like. The, the DNA they picked, this is not working. Like, they're all dying. Like, he killed all of them. Like, I don't know. Like, we need to go back to a drawing board, my guy. Sorry, Wyatt, what'd you wear? No, you're good. So, Alyssa, you kind of just sparked a question I have for you. What do you think Moff Gideon's end goal is? <laughs> do you think he's trying to build up? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a terrible word in my mind. <laughs> Which was? Genocide. Oh, genocide. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Besides killing all yes. the Mandalorians, um, what do you think? Like the word I'm looking for, it's not genocide. It's like uh, racial purging, or like when what is it? Uh, eugenics. Eugenics. Okay. That's the word I want, right? I'm pretty sure. Do so. You know do you I'm think about? I do. Do you think he he's trying to become the the head person for the Empire? The 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 head honcho i don't know if that's still his play i think like he said he's like i'm waiting for this throng guy to show up but it's been a while and i think it was time for us to move on to the next thing i don't know if his end goal is like i want to be the big baddie and i want to run everything i don't i don't know if he's got the goal to be the hbic because he's still playing with small chickens he wants still wants to fuck with bo katan and say oh you're gonna give me the dark saber when we know he's a piece of shit and his negotiating skills are terrible because he said to her if you do this i'll give you this and she said okay and then he was like just kidding you know you don't get shit so it's like how do you think you asking for the same thing is going to work out for you when she knows that you're a fucking liar and it's not going to fall for that shit again. Like, I just, I don't know. Do like, you, okay, follow up question. Do you think that Moff Gideon respects um, Grand Admiral Thrawn's command or rank? I think, I think he would. Um, if he showed if, up. Yeah. Once if they had him. a conversation, okay. I feel like if they had a, 
Right, because it's just it's just all talking and conjecture right now. He doesn't believe that. I'm not saying he doesn't believe it doesn't exist, but no, yeah, these... I think he totally believes he. Yeah, I totally I totally think he okay. believes that he exists, but it's like <laughs> just kind of waiting for. It's like when your friend says, "Oh yeah, I know somebody you should meet," and you're like, "This sounds too good to be true." Like, does this person exist? I don't know. You keep saying you're going to set me up with this person, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You keep saying they're going to come to this party, and they're never here. And I've always stood up and I put on an outfit and like, what the heck? I got my cape on, Moff Gideon, and <laughs> here I am, and that's it. So yeah, I don't know. Listeners, your song is not yet written, and I will serve you until it is. And maybe that will be next week when we get to the finale of season three of The Mandalorian. But not before we thank Adam once again for stepping up tonight and being our guest host. Yes, round of applause. Why it's round of applause for Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stepping up once again. And and, uh, Andrew, we miss you. We hope you get better soon and that you're well enough for the finale next week. Uh, But Adam, thank you again for being here. It is my absolute pleasure. And I just have one thing to say. This is the way. (laughs) Long live the empire. Oh, wait, different episode. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, join us next week when we discuss the finale, chapter 24. And we hope to have another new, different special guest that has not been on this season. Mm -hmm, It's chin stroking. (laughs) Billion dollars. Evil, evil plots, evil plots. But tune in then. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio signing off.